Next up on Visual Wow. Basically, we turned inward to what we were doing 35 or 40 years ago, which was little bouquet deliveries and small things that people still want. People still want something, and this gives them an option financially reasonable, still memorable, which in the event industry, that's all everybody wants to be. They want to be memorable. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, Visual Community. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host. And today's guest is Mark Zettler from Hackensack, New Jersey. Life of the Party. LOTparty.com. Mark, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm okay. All things considered, I am I am doing okay. Thanks for asking. Hope you are well too. Well, you know, uh, we are in a very changed world, but uh, one of the things that I have found to be true is seasoned vendors are faring far better than younger rookie vendors. We seem to have been able to get through the challenges before, whether it was in 2008, whether it was post 9-11, we seem to have been able to deal with adversity. Clearly a global pandemic is uh, something out of all of our wheelhouses, but uh, I've been following what you've been putting up on LinkedIn and various other social channels, and you've kept a pretty positive spin on your business. Why don't you give us a little idea about what you were doing before uh, this global pandemic hit and uh, what you've been doing in the interim and what you see uh, if there's light at the end of the tunnel in the balloon business in balloon decor, uh, what, what you see coming down the pike. Well, last year of all years, um, in our 39th year, we had our best year ever. And it was attributable to several things. Number one, just contacts and uh, mostly on the corporate side, as opposed to the social side. We do both corporate and social. And our primary focus in the last 20 years or so has been the balloon business. Life of the Party also does entertainers and uh, fortune tellers and caricatures and twisters and face painters and DJs and things. But the balloon business um, really blossomed uh, about 20 years ago. And so before COVID, we were chugging right along beginning of this year. Uh, We've done a lot of national corporate work for places like Petco and Five Below. We do all their store openings. Uh, Bob's Discount Furniture, we put entertainers in all their stores across America. And all these things were happening. And then like everybody else, everything came to a screeching halt in the middle of March. And in the middle of March, we're trying to see what's going on. We're trying to think forward somehow, but it was very, very difficult. It's been very difficult for everybody, whether you're a rookie or you've been in it for 20 or 30 or 40 years or more. Um, yeah, you've, you've, I, got other, you've got some other brands. I, I completely agree with you. When, it, when that mid-March came, it, it stopped us all dead in our tracks. Now, you also, from my memory, have a couple of other brands as well as, I believe, a, a magazine publication as well. Has it, everything been affected the same way? Tell us a little bit about those other channels that you have. Well, I have another company called Balloonacy. I started Life of the Party in 1980, so 40 years ago. I bought Balloonacy around 19... 19- 91 or so, 92. And it was a New York-based delivery and decorating company, just balloons, as opposed to Life of the Party, which had the entertainment and the balloons and some other things. Um, We still have both companies. 
uh, and Balloonacy, I our warehouse now is in is in New Jersey. When I bought Balloonacy, it had a store in Staten Island, New York. And after about a year, I closed the store, bought everything to our warehouse, consolidated everything, but just kept the phone lines going. So we have New York phone numbers in all the boroughs. And so to the outside, it looked just like we were still in New York. So we were still bringing in the New York business, and we have been all along, all these years. What's happened now with that one is it's basically been almost completely shut down. Um, all our contacts in the corporate world, you know, the American Expresses of the world, they're, they're, not, they're not even there. So they're not going to have events that are really going to need us. Um, uh, Life of the Party for the last 17 years has been doing the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, not with the big floats, but with balloons all along the parade route and down at the store and uh, really for a month of events. Well, that's not really happening either. I think just yesterday or the day before, they put out that they're going to do some kind of virtual event. So I'm hoping that um, they'll make use of us in some way, but not anywhere like what we've been doing for them for the past 17 years. So, as you're, I apologize. I was just going to say that, as you're aware, we try to keep this uh, podcast on the positive spin of events, yep. yet as I'm sure you know, because we're both East Coast people, mm -hmm. that as the temperatures start dropping, I mean, it was 55 degrees when I woke up this morning. Yep. Uh, and, and as that temperature starts dropping and, and our temperatures drop below 50 degrees yep. and we start feeling the holiday season, the thought of not seeing New York decorated for the holidays is, is bone chilling. Um, and, 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 you know, I live in the DC area and the same thing applies here. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how this country pivots over the next few months to see if we can keep that holiday cheer, if you will, the, the warmth in all of us during the cold part of the season. Sorry for interrupting. Right. Go ahead. No, it's no problem. And that's really, uh, events aside that that's going to be, um, as much as the, the, the buzzword is pivot, you know, what, what have you pivoted to? And we have, um, but the, the, the whole world and our whole country is going to have to do another pivot, at least in the Northeast, when the weather changes. Uh, yeah. There have been so many businesses that are, have hung on or have started to make a little inroads, restaurants and so forth, because they've been able to be outside. Well, it was 50 degrees this morning when I got up. Today is the first day I'm wearing long pants in many months. And so when that stuff stops, um, you know, a lot of our business, as most of our business now, is outside work. If there are events, a bar bat mitzvah or a sweet 16 or even corporate events, they're outside. And once it gets too cold, there's, there's going to have to be, a, a, there's going to be a reckoning, number one. There's yep. going to be another pivot that everybody's going to have to do. And we're going to have to find that pivot point if there even is one, uh, if things don't calm down with, with the virus. So, so it's a, kind, of, kind of an odd thing. So that, those are two hats. Third hat you mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned. Um, yep, I did. A magazine called Balloons and Parties Magazine. It's actually been kind of on a hiatus now, and we printed it for a number of years when I first bought the publication in the mid '90s, and it, it just got too, too expensive to, to do that. And advertisers didn't believe in that, or it was an easy out to say, "Well, we just want to do our own thing or do stuff online." So we brought it online, and that really didn't change it much. But with that came. Uh, creating uh, balloon conferences also. So we had uh, eight of those. That was called the All-Star Review. 
And then for a couple of years, I did another one called the Balloon Institute, which I keep threatening to bring back. Uh, and these were uh, <laughs> national, you know, national things. Uh, I was also vice president for the IBA, which at the time was the International Balloon Association, which has since gone belly up. But I was also the international convention director for a couple of years. So I ran their conference, their conventions. Um, and um, all, all of that has contributed to me wearing all these different hats so that I've been able to see kind of all sides, at least of the balloon industry, and, and have an appreciation just for the event business and business in general, because uh, with the magazine and the conventions, I'm kind of on the industry side. With Life of the Party, I'm certainly on a, a retail and decor side. Balloonacy is part um, retail and part wholesale. So I, I have relationships with different manufacturers and distributors in different ways that has made it um, an interesting ride, certainly. Um, and and um, hopefully the pivoting that we've been doing now will continue to move us forward. Um, back in March, we had to lay everybody off, but on a positive note, we've been able to bring almost everybody back. And actually, I just was talking to a company yesterday and trying to hire a few more people. So those things are good. Um, and, but it, the business is very different because that corporate, uh, those corporate launches and, and, uh, the concierge desks and the hotel work and all that is, is either gone or, uh, much tamped down. There have been a, a several, and I mentioned some before, like five below, which is a, a national chain. Mm -hmm. Uh, this Saturday we will be doing their 1000th store in, uh, Houston. And uh, so they've been fairly aggressive throughout this whole uh, mess and um, were right on it with me at the beginning of April, trying to uh, continue. Uh, and they said, let's plan stuff for April 15th. And I was like, no, no. Then they backed off. Okay, May 1st. No. Okay, May 15th. No. All right, June 1st. And June 1st, go. So we've probably done 30, 35 store openings just for five below. Uh, I well, a having, a great, <laughs> having a great contact like that, a corporate contact like that is fantastic. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things that we've noticed with our corporate clients is that it really doesn't matter how big or how small you are, but that can really, that, that we're all dealing with the same stuff here. Mm -hmm. So kudos to them that they're still doing their store openings. We've yes. seen a few of those in our area as well. Yep. Um, I want to just kind of pause for a second because this is about that time that if people are listening in their car or they're taking a walk, their heads start to spin a little bit and they're, they're getting awfully close to hitting the pause or the, or the stop button on their, on their download. So mm -hmm. I'd just like to put in a plug for you right now and just talk about uh, lifeoftheparty.com uh, or as, as you actually acronym it, lotparty.com and tell the listeners, if you would please, the other uh, social channels that people can find you and your work at. Well, on Instagram, it's life o the party. It's really not life of the party. It's life o apostrophe the party is is our uh, legal title. And yep. so, uh, Instagram and Facebook is life o the party. Uh, Balloonacy is Balloonacy online or balloonacynyc.com, and Balloonacy is also our handle on Instagram and um, on Facebook. And balloons and parties is just that also balloonsandparties.com, and um, that's kind of our, our little universe. And we've just so, been good. 
all, all of those channels are going to be in our show notes so people can find those. And I understand your free promotion for this is if they find you through the visual Wow podcast, that everybody gets a free balloon at their next party. Hell yeah. Why is not? that it? Is that it? Sure. Sure. Now, does it ma- does it matter what color the balloon is? Is it black or white? No. Or is it blue? Right, so, like. so any new business, colors. right? Any, any new business that comes from the visual Wow podcast, they get one extra free balloon in their one choice of color. Free. And, and don't forget, if you order 100, we give you 105 anyway. You're going to get 106 now. Can you believe that, it? You know what? That's better than a baker's dozen. So I'm very, very impressed with that. Thank you for the free promotion. Uh, everybody, even in the listening audience, likes something for nothing. Now, Mark, I know that you've been very involved with uh, industry uh, trades, uh, industry associations. I don't know the balloon ones as much as I know, uh, International Special Events Society now, the International Live Events Association, uh, ILEA. I don't know if you've been a part of NACE and things like that, but tell me the associations that that you've been a part of, because I want to talk about something that that seasons guys like you could probably answer on an educational standpoint. Where, Where and what kind of place or value do you put the associations that you've been a part of all these years and, and, and where do you see those going in the future? Good question. And I see it um, two ways. I see it in a positive way and depending on the, uh, the association or the organization, kind of a negative way. Uh, in terms of uh, ISIS slash ILEA, I got involved with ISIS back in uh, 1997. And I owe that really to Richard Aaron, um, who I'm sure many of your listeners will know. And uh, he was kind of the first person to reach out to me and say, you know, you really ought to look into this organization. They're really good. It could be really good for you. It could be really good for your business. You should really get involved. And I kind of blew him off for probably a couple of years. And he kept calling and kept calling. And of course, we did some events for him as well. And our paths crossed. And I would, he would have me come and teach at different things he was speaking at. And um, he finally uh, broke me down and I joined. And in a couple of years, I um, uh, was put on the board. And I kind of went up the ladder, which is important and doesn't always happen now with these organizations. Um, you need continuity. You need people to be going up that ladder, not just come in and be some kind of name and, okay, you're the president. Um, because it, it builds a whole lot of uh, goodwill, a whole lot of good information that, that you're part of. And it becomes part of your DNA when working with these associations. And that's important. So um, uh, any ILEA people listening, I know it's hard, but you need people to step up the ladder, not just start towards the top, because that's a place that sounds attractive. Uh, So I was on the board for seven years, six years before I became president. And um, when I was president that year, we had a phenomenal year, not just because of me, but because of a lot of great people on our board, a lot of great people who did committee work. And um, I, I would like to think we had one of the best years um, the New York Metro chapter has ever had. And we were named chapter of the year that year. And that's the first and only time that that's happened. So we did a lot of good things. We had a lot of good people in the right place at the right time. We grew our membership, we grew our, our treasury, and, um, and we also got involved in things it just happened to be 2004, 2005, where this whole internet thing was really starting to catch on. And we hired our first um, uh, part-time person to really help run the organization for us, an executive director. 
and we got more involved with uh, Cvent, which was helping to run our meetings, and <clears throat> that was the first time that ever happened. All these things just came kind of came together, which really I think helped. Um, I, I would like to think helped forward um, our our chapter uh, into where it is kind of now, because they still have an executive director, and I know sometimes that's difficult because you have to come up with funds to pay for that. But it was a we set a really good foundation because we had really good people who were really smart. And things just took off from there. And now that it's ILEA, it's it's still the same organization uh, that it it needs to be, and that people need to come together more than ever. I know it's harder now. I know uh, it's you know it's a Zoom world right now. But we are when this thing, if and when this thing ever comes to an end, we're going to need each other more than ever. And leaning on people. Uh, in an ISIS slash ILEA will become far more valuable than it's probably ever been. If I completely else, agree. Completely if, agree. If for nothing else, even if you don't know people, if you if I know or you know that they're an ILEA member, they are automatically trusted. There's a built-in trust, whether you're good or bad. Now, uh, you know, if you're good at what you do, you're bad at what you do. But you've ta- if, if nothing else, you've taken the time to be a little bit more involved in the industry or maybe a lot more involved in the industry. And that's really important. And, and it builds uh, an, an immediate kind of uh, trust uh, for people in all walks of the event industry that you can now lean on because you're part of that family. So uh, coming back, it's going to be even more important. Other organizations, um, really just the only other one that I was really involved with heavily, which I touched on before, was well, the IBA, the International Balloon Association, which for about 20 years was really trying to make some inroads. And this could be a whole other podcast on uh, how the, uh, the balloon industry just doesn't seem to want to act like a professional organization sometimes or a professional industry um, at, at times. And so that's, it was very frustrating to keep moving it forward, but for a time we really did. And then the distributors and manufacturers, which in that kind of association were really vital uh, because of their help, both financially and because of their wisdom, uh, decided they had better things to do and they couldn't back it anymore. And so the IBA is defunct. So the so, industry doesn't have a, an association of any sort now. So... Without having to put a microscope on the balloon associations, but but it definitely plays into what I'm about to ask you. Um, to the veteran event purveyors that we've been speaking to on the podcast, uh, I've been asking the same question. You came up in the industry. You got involved with the associations. You became a board member. You became a president. What do you say to a young person today? I know that we've already spoken about get involved, be involved. But what do you say to a young person today, whether they're coming out of high school, coming out of college, in their mid-20s, in their early 30s, and they want to be an event professional, but we don't have the ISIS and the, excuse me, the ILEA and, and the NACES and the other organizations to go to those mixers, to go to those network meetings, to get their feet wet. What do you say to those people right now? It's a great question. I'm not sure I have a great answer. One answer would be uh, find a mentor uh, because uh, a, a good person in the event industry is either 
a trying to dig out of this hole and you need to watch how they do it because they will do it uh b because mentorship has always worked very well and and i had said before richard uh, you know, richard got me into this thing and has been kind of a mentor and it, whether i followed him personally when we were together at events or or association things or just watching him from afar what he was up to how he was handling himself how he was speaking to people how he was helping people um these are all things that i learned uh or, or that were reinforced in me that yeah that's how you do it and that's where a mentor becomes really important even in these times well uh, you and i can mentor somebody or somebody else can by getting on a Zoom call or getting on a phone call or or standing in a parking lot six feet apart from each other and talking through a situation. Or if you're lucky enough and you have some work, get that person on the job. Well, so if, that, if that person really wants to be involved, uh, the, the, perhaps for some of us, the few and far between events that there are, get on the job and, and, and just see how it's done. Get your, get your hands dirty and uh, help out. And you'll see if it's really for you. So I'm all about mentorship. It's certainly how I learned. It's certainly what I offer to many of my employees now and, and those that are just coming along as interns. I have been hearing from a lot of people that the internship world is still alive and kicking. Even though we don't have the level of events that we used to do, we still have a lot to teach young people and raise them in this industry. Um, Mark, I'm going to throw a big ball up in the air and I'm going to ask you, uh, I don't mean to blindside you on this, but I have asked a few of our peers in this industry, if you would be willing to give up uh, an hour a week uh, to jump on board with our own version, if you will, of the after hour special events convention. Um, Jackie is probably going to be heading this up. We're going to try to have a, a, uh, a regular session starting in October for it's sort of like we're going to create our own ILEA meeting where young people can come on board in the beginning in a, in a Facebook live environment. We'll have a, a, a literally a jump in whoever's available uh, zoom call and uh, and we're just going to grab whatever purveyors are available and give young people an opportunity to jump into a Facebook Live, maybe even open up to two-way interactive with Zoom uh, to teach about balloons, talk about what balloon decor is all about, and and uh, and just help the young people have a place to come since there hasn't been a place to come. Sure. My pleasure. No problem. Well, I, I really appreciate that. I wasn't going to let you say no the way I positioned that just for the record. I completely set you up for that and I appreciate you jumping in. And even though most of the listening audience uh, cannot see your your face, I see you smiling and that means the world to me and I appreciate the support on that. Um, the entire backbone for the Visual Out podcast is, is to help our community, to help young people, to further... Um, the industry that is right now just taking it so hard, as I'm sure you realize we were the, the first and probably the hardest hit industry along with hospitality, kind of in general, tourism, hospitality, incentive, restaurants, anybody where we do make people happy kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
we were the hardest hit, the first hit, and we're probably going to be the last ones to come out of this. So when I see an industry leader like yourself uh, keeping a smile on his face, I truly appreciate that. I love your your passion about mentoring and, and about teaching because we come from that same backbone from the association world. Uh, it's really inspiring to me, and I hope it is to our listeners as well. Um, so kind of in wrapping up, um, you, you, you jumped on something else, um, where you, you talked about how important we're all going to need to be for each other when we come out of this and whether we think overly optimistic that we got six more months of this or, or 18 months or three more years or whatever the, whatever the number might be. I completely agree. We, we started something new, um, in our, in our parent company that, even though as a general proposition, we did not have, uh, the Washington Talent Agency is a pretty big company and we have a few outside uh, event consultants and then we have a whole slew of them that are in-house. And those people are basically answering phones, planning events and booking talent. And they don't get face-to-face conversation. They don't go out for coffee. They're, they're just trying to get people's parties done as quickly as possible and hand it off to the event producer, go. And one of the things that we just started doing this month is we are pushing the fact that now more than ever, do we need to get onto a Zoom call and look at our at our clients face-to-face and get into their kitchen, if you will, look at them through their cell phone and and make the the visual connection with them to tell them, hey, We've been here for 50 years. We're going to be here for 50 years more. We're here for you. We're going to get through this all. We're going to get through this together. And, uh, and, and I think your, your insight on that is, is the same when it goes for vendors. When the, flood, when the gates open, they're going to be floodgates. And I think that it's going to take all of us that have been around the horn a few times to pull together to help solve and be able to facilitate and fulfill the the level of event stuff that's going to come. As soon as the, the gates are opened, I think there's going to be more events than we possibly know what to do with. And uh, so I appreciate Let's your hope. insight on that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's hope you're right. Uh, our, our pivot, I, which I, I didn't mention, I, I probably... I don't think I did, but it, we, we had kind of a pivot moment, which what, what's really happened with us on the balloon side of stuff, because the entertainment stuff has still been very tough. Um, the balloon side is basically we turned inward to what we were doing 35 or 40 years ago, which was little bouquet deliveries and small things um, that people still want. Not unlike a, a florist might deliver a bouquet to the door. Well, we've always done them but not very many in the last 15 or 20 years. And now we do them all day long because people still want something. They still want something to celebrate. They still want to mark an occasion um, as opposed to doing a, a big event. Um, and this gives them an option uh, financially reasonable and uh, still memorable, which in the event industry, that's all everybody wants to be. They want to be memorable. They want to do something a little different. They want it. They want to be remembered, or they want it to be remembered. And um, so that kind of pivot uh, has worked out okay. Still not at the level that we were last year, but <laughs> it's it's something. And if for nothing else, I I feel I feel better knowing that I, I can at least keep people employed, and I can also. You know, we bought a few new trucks last year and for six weeks they went nowhere. Well, at least now they're back on the road and, and doing things. Um, so those things have been 
okay. And that's been our pivot, though I'm looking for more. Of, uh, I'm not sure I even like that. No, word, I, 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 I totally I'm agree. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got seven vans that uh, house our photo booths and we use for our, our gigs and things like that. And uh, we've been rotating through one or two of them. I've had to replace three batteries of the seven of them because they sat for too long. And, right. you know, it's the things that you just forgot that you should have been dealing with when you're trying to figure out how you're going to wake up every morning. So, yeah, well, we're back on the good side of things where we've got uh, we're starting to bring our people back, uh, at least on a part time basis. And, and, you know, there are jobs that are still happening. And uh, again, I just wanted to thank you on behalf of our industry for your optimism, for your professionalism, uh, all that you've given and clearly what you continue to give to the industry uh, and and to the young people that I I hope to put in front of you to teach your trade, your craft. Um, Again, uh, Mark Zettler, it is absolutely life. Oh, the party, lotparty.com. Um, Mark, any, uh, any, uh, parting words, any last words of wisdom for our listening audience? Well, I just think we, uh, we all have to try and stick together, which is a lot of things that people have been saying anyway. Uh, we have to also remember, and I had said this actually in, uh, quite a while ago now, uh, in the, in the real thick of this, I had kept reaching out to our local, uh, congressman and, um, what always irked me and no offense to the restaurant industry, but everybody was always saying, oh, the poor restaurant worker, the poor restaurant worker. And I, um, like the right-hand man of this congressman, uh, I finally got a hold of. And I said, you know, politicians like to talk about Main Street USA, Main Street USA. You know, it's all about Main Street USA. And I said, you know, we literally have a Main Street here in Hackensack, a block and a half from my warehouse. And I go home sometimes down Main Street. And I said, you know, you talk about the poor restaurant worker. The only thing that's open on Main Street are the restaurants. Every other business is closed. So everybody needs to remember everybody was affected by this one way or another. And the small businesses and many of our uh, event pros are small businesses, whether they're kind of a one-person team or they're a small company. I mean, mine's not a huge company. It may be in the balloon world, but that's not very large. Um, there are others of us that are associated with really large multi-million dollar, uh, international companies. And that's great. But a lot of this business is small business. So we all have to be remembered in that way. That's the part, a good part of that 12 million that's out of work, uh, are all small businesses and we all have to help each other. I know I've, I've been talking to a lot of people in my end of the industry in balloons, uh, all across the country when I reach out to them for store openings and stuff. But also just here uh, locally, uh, they they call me a lot to either to buy some product or just to talk. I had one person today call and just vent for a while because uh, she's going through a lot of problems like we all are and just needed uh, kind of a virtual shoulder to, to, to cry on. And um, for those of us who have been around for a long time and are keeping our heads above the water, we have to help everybody else uh, who are, are kind of sort of drowning in that same sea. And uh, if we can help pull each other out, I think we'll, we'll all be a lot better for it on the other side. And I think uh, good things will come back to uh, those who helped in spades uh, simply because they did help at, a, at an unbelievably difficult time a completely unforeseen difficult time for, for all of us on this planet. 
And, um, you know, just got to try and keep pushing forward, trying to come up with new things to do. Um, I'm not always the most positive person. And I walk around all day long trying to figure out what we can do next, what we can do next. And uh, here and there, little things come. And so hopefully to everybody in the event industry, it will come as well. Well, I absolutely appreciate that. And I agree with you 100%. I, uh, I really think that we are all going to stick together. And I think that when, I think some of the people who need the motivation, they need something to hold on to. This gives them a place at least once a week to come here. Somebody uh, speaking from the sunny side of the street without doom and gloom being what the, the leading line is. So Mark, once again, I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, LOTparty.com, LifeOtheParty.com. Uh, all the information, all the social channels will be in our show notes. Mark, again, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you letting me bamboozle you into coming on to the, uh, the Facebook Live program with Jackie in October and That's for hopefully problem. many, many months to come. Uh, once, Hey, I, I, I just... It's been great to have you on the program. It's great to see your smile. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. We're out. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.